Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Scratch, the show where we let real stories out. The following is a legacy episode, back when the show used to be called Tuesdays at 2 from 2019. If you're somebody like me who, if you binge listen or watch, you have to make sure you get through every single episode and you hate when they keep holding you back, this is episode 10 of the Legacy series and there are only 12 in total, so hurrah hooray, new ones are on the way. As I said before, this is episode 10 of our Legacy series. This is an interview with Justin Reese, who is the team lead for Reese Real Estate Team and also the host of Explore 270, which is a video series we produce here in Bowling Green. Uh, this was episode 33 of Tuesdays at 2 and aired on November 12th, 2019. So like I said, everybody, welcome back to Tuesdays at 2. Uh, I'm excited for the new look and the new format and to finally have a guest in this format. I have been pouring over this new setup for um, a little bit now. So everybody give a uh, warm welcome to my friend, my pal, Justin Reese. Hey, everybody. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for coming in and indulging yeah. me on the uh, when I when I essentially said, hey, I made a podcast studio in my office and saying, oh, sounds cool, as opposed to, wow, you're weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those who don't know um, exactly kind of our relationship, we've been producing a lot of content. Um, for Justin for his Explore 270 page and then also for uh, Reese Real Estate team um, trying to go viral with some stuff. Um, so it's it's been exciting and there's a whole lot more to come. So I, I would love for you all to get to know a little bit more um, about uh, Justin and, and what he does. So uh, brand new as if we're meeting for the first time. Okay. Justin, what do you do? Well, I am a real estate agent. I've been a real estate agent for 12 years. Um, I am trying my hand at different avenues of uh, supporting local businesses. And uh, like you, trying, you know, looking at different avenues. I just started the Explore270.com series. I'm excited about that. And um, I'm also a fireman. So that's awesome how did you get into uh being a, a fireman i guess what did what did that path look like what inspired you to do that because that's not something that um it, to a lot of people sounds like oh being a fireman sounds glamorous but it's a lot of hard work and there's a lot that goes into that what inspired you to um do that so uh never you know some some firemen actually you know they say i wanted to be a fireman since i was you know, was this big or whatever. For me, uh, I didn't get my first taste or glimpse of it until uh, I was in high school. I had a deacon at our church who was the uh, assistant chief at a local uh, combination department who asked me to be a part of a brand new cadet program they were launching for high school students. So that's how I got involved. I got introduced to it and uh, fell in love with it. Did wildland firefighting for several years out in Wyoming where I'm from. And then once I moved here to Kentucky, uh, there's not much wildland stuff going on. So I, I looked at the avenue, which is prevalent, which is structural firefighting. And so that's that's how I got into that here. That's pretty awesome. When did, when did you come to Bowling Green? 17 years ago. I've been here. 17. Um, so yeah. you've, you've seen a lot of change. Yeah. A lot of growth here in Bowling Green. Yeah. And it's exciting. Uh, just the stuff that is coming up and the growth and the people. Uh, yeah, I love it here. I love it here. Mm -hmm. so. so much so that you started a series 
uh, called Explore 270. Tell us a little bit about what, what that is and, and kind of why, um, what inspired you all to start that? Sure. So, uh, which which camera should I look at? By the way, uh, you can look at me. You can look at that camera. Whatever. <laughs> okay, you might want to pull that mic a little closer to your face. Just okay, just a little, a little bit. bit closer. There you go. Is that better? Yes. Perfect. I sound deeper now. Okay. So you sound um, bassy. Bassy. I like it. A little bassy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how why I got going with the Explore Two Seven Zero is uh, I love to travel. Being from Wyoming, um, my family we grew up all over the place. Um, it's gonna start sinking on you there. Too. I see that, and I love uh, I love meeting you. new people, experiencing new things, checking out. Uh, and one of the things that I've found whenever with my travels is that uh, uh, the locals know where to go, right? Mm-hmm. So you have your your big box stuff, you have your um, chains and stuff like that. I mean, you're you're you know what to expect when you. Um, go to these um, different franchises, but uh, really the experience, if you're trying to take in an experience for where you're at, it's experiencing the small town, the, the local, the local stuff. Like where do the locals go? Where do the, where is the heart and soul of the community? And when you experience that, then you get a good experience for this part of the country. And, you know, and um, with with my experiences of traveling and living in di- several different places all over the country growing up, um, that has been a common thread. And um, one of the things that I noticed that you might find if you go to certain beach locations or vacation locations is you get a, a spot where or a website you can find what the locals, you know, the local businesses and where to go and stuff like that. Um, however, we didn't have that here. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I could find anyway. So um, I thought, you know what? Um, one of the things I wanted to do w- with my real estate business was was give back first. Second of all, um, provide a solution to the need of having their stuff put out there for people to find. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the whole idea of, I guess, finding... Um finding something of value i guess to give as a as a a trigger to then be able to help people with their real estate needs i feel like real estate marketing can be really um if it's not about a specific listing can be tricky and so to to market oneself it 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 can just become repetitive you know you oh ideally ideally and likely you're the same you're the same person Mm -hmm. so you've really found a way to differentiate that and to be able to, um, to give this information to people and to give these kind of little hidden gems in that way. Is that, is that kind of what the the idea was with that? Yes. Along with standing out and also giving back. Right. So, um, one of the common, uh, messages or threads or themes with Keller Williams, if you really dive into the company and the ownership and the worldwide, um, presence and, um, that I've found and that really is connected with me is coming from contribution coming from contribution has really struck a chord with me. And that goes as far as, you know, with my clients, working with other clients, working with other agents. And then it really was like, okay, so how can I maybe do something to contribute to the community that is giving so much to me and my business back? Right? So my thought was, what can I do to give back to these people and these business owners and the heart and soul of our community that, that really, 
And so, you know, working with you guys and doing that first music video, you know, Old Tram Road and doing some of these other things, it kind of got my mind to to working, right? Mm-hmm. And and you guys are what I would consider one of the small businesses and the local businesses as well. And working with you guys has been such a joy and helping, Thank you. you know, helping and, and working with you guys and, and these ideas is like, it's like a, a spring of, of, um, of different avenues that we can, that we can work from and do with. And, and I just really think that it's, it's worked well working with you guys to be able to create these videos. And then also it's spurred on other thoughts on starting to explore 270 stuff mm-hmm. to give back to the local business owners and maybe the hidden gems that nobody would know about otherwise. Absolutely. And we, and we've really enjoyed working with you. And I guess now that you mentioned that about the, the Keller Williams mentality of being collaborative, we've seen that. So mm-hmm. with a lot of, a lot of our clients, they say, you know, here's kind of what our goal is. Here's what we want. Here's what we'd want to create. And then you take it from there. But because you are the centerpiece or the host of these, um, different pieces. It's a lot more collaborative. So we've we've enjoyed that experience as well. Yeah. I guess how do you, how do you move from your um, real estate hat? I guess to you know your kind of you embody kind of a, a personality. You put kind of a a goofy yeah. spin on things when you're doing the uh, the show. So what yeah. what is that transition like for you? I mean, are you naturally just that outgoing, or do you kind of have to put on a put on a little bit of a personality there? No, I, uh, you know, moving around as much as we did and changing towns and meeting new friends and stuff, I think has really, um, helped, uh, me with being an outgoing person and, and, and being able to maybe be a little bit more outspoken and because you have to take that extra step when you're meeting new people and doing new things. And, um, so that has really helped with that strength. Um, and I think that, you know, doing these videos, yeah, you know, you've got the pre-video jitters at first, of course, but mm-hmm. um, but overall, um, you know, I think it is just sort of my personality to be a little bit outgoing, and and I think it fit well. I think that um, I have fun with it. the 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 bot The main objective is to I got to remind myself every time we do one is how can we help this business and let's have fun with it with them. Right. So if we're having fun in the video with the business owners and we're helping, then it'll turn out fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And especially with you guys and your team, you guys do a great job with making sure that, you know, uh, the objectives obtained and and that is the objective, you know, let's help this business and let's have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's enjoyable because you, you know, with that personality and with those other things, we make it a little more exciting than your normal travel channel special type thing. Sure. And for us, we've got such a background in making businesses look good that we're essentially in tandem. It's such a good idea. And the whole cross promotion thing is so popular where now we'll see um, pretty much like you're doing, you know, your real estate team is a business yeah. and, you know, the the first one you did ryan's like they're a business and you're able to essentially come together to create a piece together that's going to co-promote and so that co-promotion piece especially socially um has been really impactful so from that um and from the upcoming episode um and everything going forward are you are you seeing a lot of response are you seeing a lot of people wanting to engage with it or ask you know where you're going to go next or make suggestions on where they'd like to see um, yes. you explore 270 yeah 
Um, actually, I've had you know several businesses contact and reach out to me through the Explore Explore Two Seven Zero Facebook page, um, just saying, "Hey, I love this idea. Uh, we'd love to maybe be considered in a future episode." That kind of thing, which I love. I mean, if you if you want to, if you're if you're one of the hardworking small business owners that you know do the daily grind um, to help our community grow and also help yourself, um, I feel like you know you definitely qualify there's not you know Mm -hmm. there's not any sort of pickiness that i come to if you want to be on this episode and and remember it is we do this it's completely free to the business owner the Reese real estate team picks up the tab on the entire thing and we want to do it to give back to local business owners right and the whole thought is is if we do something to help them in their business um you know we just want to be considered in the future if this business owner, their family, their friends, their clients, whatever, ever possibly needs or, or, or is looking to invest or buy real estate or be, you know, uh, a real estate owner, that they would reach out to us, you know, mm-hmm. not, it's not a requirement. It's not saying you have to use us if we do this. None of that. It's just, you know, we want to pay it forward and down the line if something ever is needed or you know that you would just think of us that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so yeah and that's that's a really good content marketing strategy i mean um and it seems like that it all makes sense and that you know being out there and having that presence and giving back eventually when somebody has that need you'll be able to really follow up on that and so with the real estate team, because we've talked a lot about Explore 270, let's talk a little bit more about real estate and sure. kind of that experience. You're you're communicating that that community focus and that personality on the front end, but when it comes to um, somebody coming your way for those real estate needs, what is it that you do that helps differentiate you guys? Because there's so many people in the real estate game, but you all definitely have a unique approach to it. Yeah, so um, we... Again, when we approach sellers, buyers, we try to make sure that the experience, um, which I think there's a lot of great agents here in town that provide a great experience, um, obviously, but you get to work with, I mean, you get to work with Dennis Garrison. He's my buyer's agent. You get to work with me. There's, you know, other agents on the team that are more of a, a play a role in the back end. But, um, you know, the, the, the continuity of, all of the people on my team and then you know we we all have fun and we all try to make sure that the experience is an is a good experience and if it's not a good experience at the time we're quick to own it right um we don't try to blame the market we don't try to blame the client uh what is it that's going on that you're not happy with and what can we do to to make it better that kind Mm -hmm. of thing you know because you you can never see into the future and see what things may or may not happen. And, and, you know, let's just face it. Um, it's a, it's a big, you know, it's a long process from the time you list or even the time you start buying, looking to buy, you know, you're looking 60, 90 days together of working. And, um, we try to fill out our client. We try to see, you know, get an idea of what their needs are as far as comp communication, um, and all these type, different type of things. And we try to make a profile for our, for our clients. So we know what things are important to them and how we can make sure that we're feeding those, those needs of the client, whether it's communication, contact updates, stats, you know, some people are numbers people. They like the numbers. Mm-hmm. As a, uh, as a real estate agent, what, what do you feel like is your biggest win? I guess, are there, what, what moments are most satisfying 
to you? You know, when, is it when, you know, the, you know, those first time home buyers get in somewhere, is it where you're able to, um, allow somebody to finally sell that piece of property that's been really tricky for them and move forward with their life. I guess what, what is the most rewarding part of that for you? And there may be a couple things, but uh, the most, there's gotta be something rewarding. Out sure. Of it, the most rewarding thing for me personally is when you have done a good job for your client and the way that clients have, have let me know that time and time again is when they contact me and they say, Hey, I've got this friend that's buying or selling real estate and you did such a great job for us. We have given you their name. We're sending them your way. And, and sure enough, you know, I get con the majority of the business that I do is referral based. It's mm -hmm. all from past clients, friends, and people that I've worked with in the real estate industry. And, um, you know, they're, they're out there spreading and advertising me and my business, uh, and my team to other people that they know saying, you've got to use these people. And I, I love that. Like, I love it when, when somebody calls me out of the blue and says, Hey, so-and-so gave me your name and number and said that I have to use you. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you guys do? Can you meet with me? I want, you know, this is what my needs are. I also like to see, uh, people take steps that further them in their, in their wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people actually make it ahead, um, in big strides in life through real estate. And so mm -hmm. when you've got somebody who is, um, who you can show them the big picture, right? They're nervous about buying. It's their first time home. They're nervous about buying. They think they might make a bad decision. They're not sure. They're really, you know, iffy on whether they want to do this or not. And you show them a game plan and you can put it on paper and say, look, here's the trends. Here's what the market stats say. If you, if you buy this piece of property, right, you, you like this piece of property doesn't have to be the one. It's your first home. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be the one, but if you go ahead and make the purchase and take that leap of faith and, and get a home that you can be happy with for the next three to five years, it will pay dividends in the future, right? Cause the stats say that somebody's going to own from the time that they stop buying houses from the time, from the time they start to the time they stop buying homes, the average person in America buys seven homes, seven. So with that, you got seven homes. Yes. That's a lot. Seven pieces of property. Thinking, thinking about my seven first. times. <laughs> so when you buy that first piece of property, it kind of, it gives you leverage for the next one. And then the next one gives you leverage for the next one. And the next one gives you leverage for investing or, you know, different things. And, and even helping young people figure out, uh, through my mistakes, like looking back, I should have done this when I was, when I was young and getting started, like I would be in mm -hmm. such a different place if I had done this helping and, and just get, I get passionate about that stuff mm -hmm. when I'm working with young families and they're like buying their first home and, and, and showing them a game plan and they're, they're nervous about the whole thing. It's, it's nice to know whenever you've gone through the whole spiel with them, when they have that at ease look on their face, right? They're like, Oh, mm -hmm. this makes sense. This is so much better than I thought it was going to be. That's a satisfying moment too, mm -hmm. right? Because you've given them the game plan. They've got a strategy. Things can be so much different from them than they even thought that it would be five years from now. Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you're helping essentially in, in, in a lot of ways, the stress management of the largest purchase that people ever oh, make. I mean, I think because there are so many realtors, there's all often a, an air that 
Um, you know, anybody can be a realtor, but not really. I mean, you have to be able to allow people to kind of get through those different checkpoints and then also, you know, emotionally manage that as well, because it's a, it's a big thing for them. But when you pull them through it at the same time, it seems like it's a really, really rewarding thing. Absolutely. And And anybody can go out and take the classes and take their exam and become a real estate agent. Right. But not anybody can be a real estate consultant in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have tried to brand myself more towards is I'm a real estate consultant. I can help you with managing your wealth and and, and giving yourself a, a springboard uh, to just setting yourself up to achieving the dreams that you may have, whether it's owning investment property, whether it's traveling when you get to a certain age, you know, whether it's being a, you know, only one person works. The other one is a stay at home mom, you know, that kind of thing. You can mm-hmm. achieve these things through strategic purchases, sales, and, and different investment strategies in real estate. And, and, you know, through the years, 12 years of doing this, I have come to understand with all the classes I've taken and all these other things, I've come to understand how this all works, how it all fits together. And it, and I just get really excited about helping other people and sharing that strategy with them. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. And, and I'm so glad that you have such a clear why for what you do. I feel like some people struggle with that. So that's, that's awesome to hear. And thank you for sharing with, Oh, absolutely. With yeah. All of us kind of that mentality and, and why you do what you do. Yeah. So now we get to dig a little bit further into not necessarily the why of your different career paths and all the different things that you're doing, but we get to learn a little more directly uh, about you through a new segment that we are doing here on Tuesdays at two called rapid fire 20. Okay. So let's do it. Are you ready for rapid fire 20? Uh, Yep. Okay. Good and stretched. All right. Here we go. We'll start heavy and get lighter. They they vary in level. So okay. some of them are a little deeper. Some are really quick like this or that okay. sort of things. Sure. So here we go. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, best piece of advice I've ever received. Starting heavy. That is heavy. Um, I would say recently top of mind advice. I've been given so much good advice by mentors and, and different people. Um, is to do more listening, right? Than than talking, and not necessarily having to have the answer, but being willing to see it from other people's perspectives. Um, you know, everything you do coming from contribution. Uh, those are some things that come, you know, at the top of mind um, that I've got. So I would say, you know. Listening and investing in yourself, right? You, anybody can go in a straight line from point A to point B. It just, it's a matter of connecting and how fast, right? So if you've got um, the knowledge to get from point A to point B a whole lot faster, or maybe in, in a way that's more beneficial for you and your family, that takes knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you can't get knowledge without being willing to learn and listen. And, um, I've really taken to heart the whole investing in myself thing and, um, signing up for classes that I wouldn't have normally signed up for in the past just because, uh, 
you know, oh gosh, this class is seven hundred fifty dollars. You know, I don't know. That seems seems a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't think of it like that. Think of it like this $750, you are investing in yourself. Are you worth the $750 that that you would put into um, to better yourself and to take you further, right? Mm-hmm. You're putting it into yourself. I mean, you're if, if you're not worth investing in, then what is? Right. And I didn't understand that a long time ago. I didn't understand that. Now I have completely understood that. And now it's like... I take those leaps. I take the chance and I will pay, you know, for these classes, for this training, for these things to better myself. Because I guarantee you, the more I make myself a better person, realtor, father, husband, all over, the better I'll be at my job, at real estate, consulting, doing these things for other people that I'm trying to do. And I feel like life rewards you for those things. Absolutely. I feel Don't. like that, that's a super positive, yeah. positive thing to do is to actually invest in yourself. The th- people think that there's a virtue in self-denial and I actually suffer from that a lot. And, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to put this off to do this other thing yeah. or I'm going to do all these other pieces. And I'm notorious for that, that self-denial, but self-investment whenever I do take those things and you've seen that whenever you do make that self-investment it pays back in dividends on the next thing. Oh, absolutely. Kind of, kind of similar to what you were saying about real estate. You know, the next one leads to the next one and then absolutely. they kind of springboard off each other. Yeah. Seems like the same thing with that, that self-investment. Yeah. And it's amazing. The more you learn, the more you, you are self-aware, the more you realize how much you don't know mm-hmm. and how much more humble you become. Right. I feel humility is huge. It's there's it's, it's so, it's hard, so hard to find nowadays. And I feel like as a person, as a father, as a husband, you know, as a coworker, humility goes a long ways. And in humility, there, there comes an aspect of a lot of listening, um, versus being the one that speaks first all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, that's, that's a lesson that I have, have learned and tried to continually perfect and, and do. And it's, it's, it's huge. It is, it is paid dividends in my business, in my marriage as a father, all these different things. So that's awesome. Yeah. Very slow, rapid fire 20. Yes. But important okay. stuff. <laughs> Maybe the but next in, ones will be faster. No, important stuff. Well, the next one's simple. Do you have any pets? Yes. Well, I personally don't, but my family does. We've got two dogs, two cats, and a chicken. A chicken? Believe it or not, how Elsa. Do you know, how do, her name how do you, is Elsa. Her name is Elsa? Like the. El- like frozen like yeah, the princess from absolutely frozen. okay so what we're i know we're rapid fire or whatever but what how did you end up getting a chicken so we live in a little pocket in the middle of a town called mitchell heights all right it's county mm-hmm. in the county you can have chickens so my daughters decided they wanted a chicken one day so they could have eggs and we thought it'd be a great experience for them to be maybe responsible and learn how to take care of chickens and get eggs and you know, maybe do a little bit of, uh, um, you know, producing our own stuff that we consume, that kind of thing, you know, being green. Um, Mm -hmm. so we got chickens and started with six and we're down to one, but we've had her for three years now. Wow. Yeah. If anybody's ever messed with chickens, you know, that the little ones, they don't, they kind of, you start, you start with a lot so you can get a couple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't last that long, Gotcha. but, but Elsa's last a long time. She's been around three years. She's a good chicken. 
Nice. What is your favorite movie ever? Do you have a top favorite? Mm, yes. Um, so Tombstone, the Western. I really like Tombstone. Um, let's see, another movie that's really good. I like the Matrix series. I know that might age myself a little bit. No, I'm, I'm into the Matrix. I like the Matrix series. They're stuff. pretty good, yeah. Um, there was a movie just recently that came out that I absolutely loved. I can't think of it, but... Yeah, those were some really good ones that I enjoyed. Gotcha. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Ooh. First word would probably be dork. <laughs> um, seriously, uh, dork. And then um, outgoing. And what's the opposite of ladies' man? The opposite of ladies, whatever man. that word would be, that was me. The opposite okay. of a ladies' so man. You, like, you were, you were not. Smooth. I repelled. You were the ladies. You were and, chunky as a peanut butter, not smooth. That's right. I was chunky peanut butter, not smooth. That's exactly okay. right. Okay. Let's see. Um, what's your biggest pet peeve? Clutter. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. Growing up, all my stuff was in on a shelf, and it was all in line. And I knew my sister had been in my room messing with my stuff because I knew that little thing there was was not in its place. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. clutter and it's just too much stuff. That that that's probably one of my things. It's just clutter. Gotcha. Just keeping it simple. If you could uh, be from any other decade or era, what would it be? Or you can like the one that we're we're in right now. I do like the one we're in, but I think the Western pioneers, like the people that moved in in the wagons, mm-hmm. right? That's like, like really, Oregon Trail type stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. really rough. But I can't imagine just the the beauty and the things that they saw venturing out west, right? Going past Missouri and pioneering the way out west and gold fever and mining and you know hunting and meeting the indians and just all that stuff sounds really fascinating to me maybe it's because i'm from out there but Mm -hmm. that is just really fascinating to me in fact my grandmother uh, and my great-grandmother and her husband were uh, actually considered um pioneers and they they were uh she wrote a book about it. She was a hmm. child of the people that moved. Like she was the kid, the little bitty kid as they were venturing out west. And she made it and didn't get cholera. She did. Well, and she, she, did? she wrote a book. Her name was, no, she didn't get cholera, but oh. she, she made it. I was saying, yes, she did make it. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying, no, no, yeah, no, no, she didn't make it. She did make it. And she got cholera. No, no. <laughs> it's like, wow. No. But she wrote a book. In fact, her book and all of her stuff that she had uh, was actually featured at the buffalo bill um museum in cody wyoming it's one of their displays it's pretty cool her name was uh, evelyn bell hmm that's pretty neat yeah dark chocolate or milk chocolate dark chocolate you're dark you're dark chocolate i'm a dark yeah i'm a dark chocolate guy uh maybe i don't know if it's the bitterness in the chocolate or the um uh i mean i do like a hoppy beer too and that's pretty bitter so i I don't know it must be something about the bitterness Mm mm-hmm if you weren't in the industry you're in right now, and I know you're in a couple of different things, uh, what else would you see yourself doing in a different life? Train conductor. 
A train conductor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Like, you get to ride on a train. You're all about things that just head out west. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Well, you can go east on a train or south or north, but you right. get on a train, you're going down the train tracks, and you get to go through cities. You get to go through like the middle of forests and bridges and overpasses. And I mean, you just, I mean, I'm sure it would get old after a while, but you know, you're going down paths that people don't go down except for trains. I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it would be neat to be a train uh, engineer, conductor, or whatever you want to say, call mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it would be neat. You'd see a lot of things people wouldn't see. Yeah. Uh, what's on your top Spotify playlist right now? Spotify. Do you Spotify? I don't Spotify. Okay. But I do have. Um, I do have Pandora. I do have. Um, what's your favorite Pandora station then? Okay, so I like smooth jazz. My wife absolutely hates it. But I will rock out. To <laughs> We're in the same boat. Your secret's safe with me. We're, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. I will rock out to smooth jazz, which there's not a whole lot of singing goes on. But, I mean, I will rock out to smooth jazz with my Sono sound system at my house and just crank it up. And it's, you know, the saxophone and all that other stuff. I, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. That and the... Um, uh, like yesterday's favorites, you know, nineties, eighties, nineties music. I love that stuff. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, uh, Prince, um, those kind of artists are are a huge top favorite of mine. Gotcha. If you could have any three people, alive or dead, over for dinner, who would it be? Oh man, alive or dead? I would want to meet with um, uh, Elon Musk. Uh, what's the other guy that? Um, Virgin Mobile guy. Uh, mm, I see his face. Brent Branson, Richard Branson. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I saw his. It's weird. I saw his face in my head before I remembered his name. Yeah, Richard know. Branson, Elon Musk. I just, he kind of fascinates. Oops, I just moved the camera. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He kind of fascinates me a little bit. Uh, he's a little quirky, but I, I like that. Like, I'd want to ask questions. Uh, Richard Branson, there's a lot of wisdom that guy has. And then, um, and I only get three. Uh, you know, I, I like, uh, I'd like to meet with uh, Lincoln, I guess. You know, talk to him a little bit. But um, but also, uh, oh, the guy with the big hands. Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins? You don't have, you don't I mean, have as big a hands as that guy. I don't have as big a hands as this guy, but I got a big heart as that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh. He's he's a character, man. He's very passionate about what he does. I'm not like a huge follower or anything of him, but I would love to have him for dinner or be at one of his dinners. Just to, you know, he, he kind of goes he kind of goes on tangents sometimes, and, I, and those things are. I'd like to have him like evaluate me, you know, like maybe reveal mm-hmm. something I didn't know about myself, that kind of thing. So that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be a that would be a cool dinner. I'm imagining. Well, if the we, three if of we, them? No, if, well, no, if we had all four, if you had Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Abraham Lincoln, and Tony Robbins together, I'm curious what they would talk about. I think it'd be a good conversation. I think so. Uh, let's see. What else on the list? Oh, if your, um, if your house was on fire, what two things would you run back in to get, assuming you weren't on the, on the job? And assuming, obviously, my family's not in there. Like, yeah, so we're yeah, talking about, yeah. like, just particularly, items. like, trinkets, objects, items, you know, stuff right. like that. Um, the picture album, you know, picture disc, thumb drive, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. 
and whatever my wife told me to. <laughs> Honest answer. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, name a book that you've read that's positively shaped you. Uh, Think and Grow Rich is a really good one. Um, also, um, what's that? What's that one I just read? It's uh, Oh, Winning Friends and Influencing People. Uh, that is a really good book. Um, mm-hmm. Was that the Tony Robbins book? Mm-mm. No, it's not a Tony. No, Robbins. no, no. Who's, this, who is that? Winning Friends and Influencing People is by. Is it? Uh, oh, I get them confused. It's either the um, Dale Carnegie or they're both older books. They're like written back in the you know fifties, sixties, something like that. They're both older books. Both of them are, but they're really good. Gotcha. Um, Dale Carnegie, I think, wrote winning friends or excuse me um think and grow rich i cannot remember who wrote the um winning friends and influencing people but that's a really good one and i'm actually feeling really embarrassed right now about not knowing who the author of that one was but somebody in the comments we can always look yeah let's see what people say somebody in the comments might have an idea i mean it's like a no-brainer somebody you know hmm winning friends and influencing people we will figure that out we could google it you know, I am running like three computer screens every right, day. Yeah. I literally could. Winning friends and influencing, influencing others, right? Yeah, sure. That is. That's that. Yeah, Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So uh, there. Yeah. There you have it. Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Yep. Oh yeah. It's, it's a, a good, good book. It, it talks. It talks mm-hmm. a lot about. Uh, um how to conduct yourself in a professional way and to learn and grow. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, so if you want more, more information on that, it's not about, you know, I had one guy tell me once he's, he said, what's a great book you're in. I told him and he said, I don't need more friends. I got plenty of friends. I said, don't judge a book by cover. It has nothing to do with you gaining friends. It has to do yeah, with literally. Yeah. It has to do with how to work with people, right? Mm-hmm. Work with people and, and succeed in life. Yeah, so, it's a good good book. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Uh, what actor would play you? Mm. So being put on the spot for people's names is always a, a tough one for me. But um, like <laughs> my brain been, doesn't. What work have they been in, or what? What I'll what tell roles? you, it's Michael Scott. Yeah. So uh, Steve Carell. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve Carell. I think I think Steve Carell would do a good job because I'm awkward a little bit, and he seems to play a pretty good awkward role. Mm-hmm. But in he's pretty, outgoing in, in pretty and, much everything except for Little Miss Sunshine, where he's just yeah. Up, upset. Yeah. So if I had to pick somebody to play play my role that I think would do a decent job, I think it would be. The, uh, uh, yeah. Gotcha. What? Uh, help me with his name. Steve Carell. Yes. Thank you, Steve Carell. Yes. iPhone or Android iphone oh no here i am getting phone calls um let's see if you had a spirit animal what would it be a llama a, why a llama you know they've got the nice hair right but they've also got some attitude like you you make one mad they'll spit at you mm-hmm. you know so yeah so probably a llama a llama you want, you or want a unicorn you want something that's like Comfy, but we'll fight back. Yeah. Or a unicorn, you know, majestic, okay. even though they're not real. Or a unicorn. <laughs> because there's only one of me for sure. <laughs> What's your favorite TV show? Oh, uh, well, right now, currently my favorite TV show, um, 
it's, it's a tie. I would probably have to say Live PD, my daughter, my 13-year-old daughter, and I, like, have connected really good with that show. Like, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. We love Live PD. Um, and also uh, Meat Eater. Have you seen that on mm-hmm. Netflix? No, I haven't. It's about the guy that goes out and does these hunts, and he's very conservative as far as animal conservancy. I'm a, I'm a big-time hunter, hunter as well. Um, but he shows the importance of helping animals survive and being conservative with them and, and having good responsible hunting practices and stuff like that. Anyway, he does a really good job with, with the show. You get to see some of the most beautiful scenes off the, off that show because he's out in the middle of nowhere and he's got his camera crew. So it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of being out West. I'll have to check it out. Meat eater on Netflix. Meat eater. Yes. Any tattoos? Yes. One. Best gift you've ever received. Oh, um, my wife had a portrait painted by a professional painter, um, of me and my oldest daughter when she was like four on the front, on the front bumper of the fire truck. She was, um, she was given, somebody took this picture. I don't know if it was my wife or who it was, but she was giving me a kiss by and she took that picture and had it professionally painted and i got that for christmas it was a complete surprise I, it was is a great great gift i love it that sounds awesome it's still hanging up in the main room of our house love Sweet. it last question if sure. you had one superpower what would it be one superpower um you know i've thought about this before i would have to say um uh, being able to fly just, you know, like Superman, just fly. Just take off and go. Just mm-hmm. fly up in the clouds, go wherever. Save a lot on airfare. Yeah. Screen, too. You don't have to worry about emissions. <laughs> being, being Superman, being able to fly is green. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That sounds like a new deal worth fighting for. All right. <laughs> the, the new deal. A green new deal worth green fighting deal, for. Yeah. Being able to fly. We'll, yep. we'll all be able to fly. All right, everybody. So... Justin, thank you so much again for for coming and, and being on the show. It's it's been super fun. Yeah, man, I I've really enjoyed it. Um, thanks for having me. Um, love to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Tuesdays at Two. We will be back uh, next week with some more content, more fun for you, whether you like it or not. Uh, so be sure to follow us here on Facebook and stay tuned for what's next with Tuesdays at Two.